Welcome to episode number 197. Today, we are going to be talking about the best time and way to harvest your flowering herbs when you plan on using them for your natural medicine cabinet. Welcome to the Pioneering Today podcast. I'm your host, Melissa K. Norris, and this is where we inspire and also give you clear tips and tricks to live a homegrown and homemade life. You may have noticed that we are putting out extra episodes where these are shorter and we're answering your questions. So make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. And if you have got a question that you would love to hear me address or go over on the podcast, please let me know. You can either put it in a review of the episode You can let me know in comments or shoot me an email at melissa at melissaknorris.com and put in that subject line, podcast question. Okay, let's get right to it so that we keep this short and sweet. One of the questions I get asked a lot is when is the best time to harvest your herbs when you are using the blossom? So unlike leafy herbs, where you actually don't want them to begin to blossom when you're harvesting the leaves because that turns them bitter, with your flowers, when you are actually harvesting that blossom, obviously you need it to be in bloom or you're not going to be able to harvest the blossom. You can use echinacea, which I'm standing here right now. One of the coolest things about echinacea is you can actually use all parts of the echinacea plant medicinally. So you can harvest the flowers and use the petals and the leaves. And you can use those in teas and tinctures. Usually the root has the most medicinal power when we're talking about echinacea and it's much too early to be harvesting that. The root is something that we harvest after it's went through its first frost. When the flower and the plant matter above ground die back, then it puts all of its energy down into that root and that's when you wanna harvest it. But today we are specifically talking the blossoms. So when they first begin to appear and you have your buds and then the buds begin to open up and they're actually blossomed, that's the ideal time to harvest them. You also want to do it in early morning before the sun has reached full strength. You want to do it after the dew has begun to dissipate and is not on the flowers anymore, but you really don't want to wait until late afternoon or even midday because not all of the oils, but a good portion of the oils. They leave the leaves and the blossom and they go back into the stem and in the root during the heat of the day. So that's why you always want to harvest your leaves and your blossoms early in the morning before things have really heated up. Now, the exception to this when we're harvesting the blossoms is actually lavender. You don't want your lavender buds to be open when you are harvesting them. And I've got a previous video that walks you through how to harvest the lavender buds, which is a little bit different procedure and I'll make sure and link to that below so you can go and check out that video. So one of the things is you wanna look at the blossoms before you go to harvest them. And any that have started to really wilt or they've got some brown spots, some age spots on them, they're kind of past their prime. Well, those are ones that you don't wanna be harvesting to then dry and use medicinally. They're not gonna have as high of quality or those medicinal properties aren't gonna be at their strongest, which is one of the reasons that we're doing this. So if it's wilted, showing signs of decay, or the petals are starting to really droop and looking like they're kind of ready to drop, then avoid those ones and go for the ones that are just in their prime. So now we're gonna head over and actually begin to start harvesting my chamomile. 
So here we are over at my chamomile that I've got growing in my container plant. So we're gonna be harvesting that. As you can tell from the light, it's still pretty early morning. The great thing about harvesting the blossoms though off of your flowers is it encourages them and it actually helps them to create more blossoms. So as you're kind of the, like when we deadhead flowers to get more blooms, same thing when we're even harvesting them for our medicinal uses, you're gonna get more of these coming. So it's actually a great thing. We get more and more of the good stuff. So they make, I just found out, some handy dandy little rakes that you can use to harvest when there are smaller blossoms like we have here on the chamomile. I don't happen to have one of those yet. So I'm definitely gonna be looking into getting one. And when I do, of course, I'll share it with you guys. But for the meantime, you can just use some pruning shears. You can use some scissors, anything like that. And we're gonna come in and on these, especially with these little tiny flowers, like the chamomile, we're going to just be clipping them right at the top. So you're gonna end up with the green part as well as the petals and of course the center. And these are so small, you know, you could just use your fingers and kind of pop the head off, it's gonna depend. But I like to just do a good clean cut and that way I'm not smashing and damaging any of the little delicate flower petals in the middle there. So here we are out in the garden and I've got my calendula, which is one of my favorite plants to use as far as a companion plant. So it works really well. I like to put it in with my brassicas to help repel some of those pests. I actually like the smell of calendula. It's a little bit sticky, but not bad when you're going to harvest it. But my favorite thing about calendula is it is a powerhouse. It's probably one of the most versatile and well-used herbs when it comes to topical application on the skin. So I like to make sure that I have a lot of the calendula harvested because I use it in my soap making, I use it in salves and balms. Almost all of my homemade beauty products have some type of calendula in them. So I like to make sure I've got lots of blossoms on hand that are dried to then get to infusing in my oils. So same thing with the calendula is when we're harvesting those other blossoms, we wanna make sure that they aren't the total spent ones, that they're not withered, that they're in their prime and when the blossoms are just beginning to open. So I'm gonna go through here and we're gonna clip all of these out and get our colander filled up with these. So you wanna go right below the green part and just snip that right off. And this one even here where you can see on some of the petals, we've got some discoloration. So that's one, I've got plenty other good ones. I won't even bother with this guy. We'll just leave him here for the bees. One of the great things about growing calendulas, even though this is technically an annual, so it doesn't survive the winters, as soon as I start to get a lot of those hard frosts, it's gonna die back and go away. But if you leave some of the flowers and let them go all the way through the seed form, they pretty much will self-seed and you are gonna have calendulas gone wild wherever you have them planted, which is great if you love them as much as I do and you want them to come back every year. But if they're in an area where you don't want them self-seeding like crazy, just go ahead and clip off even those spent blossoms so that they don't have time to then form seeds and you can eliminate them self-seeding if it's something that you don't desire. The other great thing about calendula, now I happen to love the orange variety. One, it's the first variety that I ever grew. And two, it's really fun because you can create natural colors and some of your different balms and your soaps by using oil that's been infused with the orange calendula blossom. So it will transfer into your oil. And so that's really fun if you're into doing natural colored soaps and you wanna have some different color variations. But there are different varieties of calendula that are beautiful to grow too. I have two new varieties that I'm growing this year and I'm just enthralled with their colors. And I tell you what, if you need a stress buster, there is nothing as calming as going out and harvesting your different flowers. 
So save it for a day where you're feeling a little bit, know you got a lot on your plate and do that in the morning. And it kind of just sets the tone for the whole day. At least it does for me. I always feel grounded when I've been out in the garden. But I have got a strawberry calendula blossom that is just this beautiful pink color. And then we also have a snowdrop one that's a really a, almost white and then it's got that really vibrant center. And so those are both gorgeous options. So look at some different colored ones. They're really fun to do as well. Now I'm gonna be taking these blossoms in and I'm gonna be drying them to use. The chamomile I'll dry to use for tea later. And the calendula I'm gonna be drying to then use in my oils. When you're using them to do infused herbal oils, you do want to dry them first so that you're not introducing that much water into oil. Water and oil aren't so great at mixing, but the real danger is when you have too much water, then you can develop mold. And of course, we don't want mold in any of our herbal things that we're gonna be using. If you wanna know how to make herbal infused oil, I've got another video on that. I'll make sure and link to it so that you can go and watch that. And if you're a Pioneering Today Academy member, then you know within our Natural and Herbal Medicine Cabinet eCourse, you've got access to all of the different ways that we make our tinctures and infused oils and balms. If you enjoyed this video, make sure that you hit subscribe. We put out new videos every Wednesday, sometimes some bonus ones in between there. And if you wanna learn more about using flowers and doing companion planting in the vegetable garden, how I'm doing with calendula, which is just one of the many plants that I use with my companion planting, make sure that you are signed up for the Organic Gardening Workshop. That's gonna be going live and premiering for free October 2nd. So if you're on that wait list before we go live, so you're registered early, you're gonna get some amazing exclusive bonuses and resources just for being on that list. So you can get on that at organicgardeningworkshop.com. Thank you.